down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode 185 of the Art of War Down Under podcast, 15 episodes away from number 200, so the march commences, we're going to be hitting that somewhere mid-year, but I'm joined by my favourite Scottish lad, so I, I am. I, I do apologise to all my other Scottish lads, but this one is my favourite, he's a, a gentleman I met in, a, I think we went in 2018? At, at WTC in, uh, ATC in 2018. That sounds right, but honestly, I, I kind Who of work together because I'm pretty sure I've spoken to a bunch of the shows. I'm like, we've met before, and I'm like, I don't remember. So yeah. it blurs. It happens. <laughs> his name's Innes Wilson. You just heard his voice. That's him, that guy, that one. <laughs> He's here to join me to do a State of the Superfaction episode for uh, Space Marines, which is pretty poignant at the moment. I'm going to be doing a bunch of these episodes post-data slate, just giving you guys not, not so much, I'm not, I don't have the time and the, it will take us too long to do a retrospective on each faction uh, post-data slate, this new meta, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So what we do is we look back at each Superfaction as a whole and give each faction therein or each sub-faction therein five, 10, 15 minutes, depending on what they warrant, how many changes they have, and give you guys kind of the, the medical, the, the holistic medical on your super faction or on your faction therein. Um, let you guys stay up to date with what the top players in the world in your super faction think are the movers and shakers inside that super faction. And also um, let me just slap together some good old lovely content with a bright, wide spectrum a lot of people will enjoy. Um, so I do have... Episode an episode next week I have lined up uh, with where I'm finally finally I've held off this freaking long to do the Eldari Index review I have held off this entire time because I was not going to do it until it wasn't busted because I wasn't going to put out content that was going to become invalidated. Well, most importantly uh, with the Eldar Codex, you didn't know what it was going to be a week from now because it was going to change every time. So exactly, exactly right. I didn't know. I was waiting until I felt like it was in a stable position where it would be the same for at least the next six, three to six months. Every three months, I assumed that index was going to change, and now I feel like it's in a place where it's probably doesn't need to be nerfed again for the next kind of balance or two. Until until we know better, but my man Ines, uh, I met. Uh, I remember the first time I remember you playing Space Marines was actually WTC twenty nineteen, and you were playing. Um, was it Raven Guard at the time? Oh, so no, you're you're very off. Um, WTC twenty nineteen, I played uh, Gene Steelers and Tyranids. So uh, it was LGT twenty nineteen. I played. I played the White Scars list. Um, I swear you played singles. No, I, didn't, I, I played the singles with the uh, with the AT Crack and Gene Steelers. So oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, filth. Back in the day, man, back in the, the, the middle 8th edition days. It, it feels like forever ago and yesterday at the same time. Back when units could move 54 and we were okay with that. Yeah, we were only allowed like, to do that. Because <laughs> 7th edition had like taught us to just accept. <laughs> we, we, we shouldn't aspire to better. <laughs> but now we all do. Um, but, mate, tell us a little bit about some of the things that you do, some of the people places people may find you should they wish to get some more in his goodness. Yeah, for sure. So um, I am one, at this point, 12th of stat check. Um, so you can find us on our regular Tuesday show, which is at 11 p.m. GMT uh, every Tuesday. Um, you can also find all of the various stuff at stat-check.com, whether you want to see the ELO, the articles, um, all the other shows we have on the network. There are now four of them, which boggles my mind every day. Um, you can also find me uh, doing all things WTC at Team Scotland 40K, which is on Facebook or on Discord. Or just drop me a message. Uh, I'm also very active on Twitter, generally. Less so nowadays, because that website is dying. Uh, and I'm trying to migrate over to just saying dumb things in Discord. 
but you can find me there at NSJ Wilson. <laughs> Fantastic. And of course, this is a two-part podcast. First part uh, coming up for you guys Tuesday mornings. Uh, Inez and I both have coughs. So we do apologize if there are some odd editing bits or if they're just coughs we cannot take out because they're mid-sentence and stuff like that. But we will be doing our best to have good mic uh, discipline and see how we go. Um, of course, if you want to get the second part of the podcast, come over to Patreon, Underworld and Under, all that good stuff. Second part here is going to be a bit of a Marines Q&A uh, by our patrons. I'm mostly asking, you know, how to beat how to beat this Marine list, how to play <laughs> this Marine list, et cetera, et cetera, all that good stuff. Uh, but first up, we have our hot takes, mate. Where are Marines at in the meta post-slate right now? Well, I think you described it best in our pre-show. They're literally all over it. Whether you want to be the number one or the number, like, 27 of all the factions of the game, I think Marines are right there punching for the best of them. Um, Marines have all... a sub-faction for you. <laughs> yeah, they've got an argument for, do you want to win your next Super Major? I've got an argument for a Marine list that'll be puncher's chance for doing that. You want to go own three or your local RTT and, like, feel like you're wading through treacle the entire time, there's a there's a sub-faction right out there for you, Fish Peace Marines. They have everything, as they always do. They are the full spectrum of the meta. Um, you, and you're absolutely right. There are some of the best Necron counters in the game, some of the best top meta counters in the game. And I, I suppose that's the thing that I, I especially I found attractive. Um, I migrated from Imperial Guard to Space Marines, uh, if, as a matter of fact, midway through 8th edition after playing Guard for five years straight. Um, and I pretty much have played Space Marines literally from then up until now. Um, and what I loved about it is that the internal sub-faction metagame where you get to switch up and your army feels different, plays different, and plays ma plays matchups distinctively different uh, depending on the meta has been something that's been very strong in my arsenal personally. Is that, is that something you found attractive to Marines as a whole? Yeah, for sure. If you are a Marine player who is willing to swap sub-factions and you aren't just like a Space Wolf player, for example, which they do exist, I don't respect you, but you exist. Um, <laughs> if you're a person who's willing to jump the factions and willing to put in the the effort to the, the Space Marine subscription service of when you change armies, you want the troops still, um, whether the data, data sheets is immaterial. Uh, if you're not going like four and one, three and two at events, like if you're not going positive with Space Marines, it's because you're not adapting and because you're not doing something right. Very rarely does Marines not have something that works now mm. whether you're willing to commit to doing all the jumping and things like that a different story but there is always a marine built that is viable for yeah. being in, in a puncher chance of winning winning an event and that as somebody who plays a lot of warhammer is always very appealing because it means that you have a lot of flexibility in how you approach um countering a meta adapting to a meta making a new one in, in some cases you know yeah uh desolation marines and there's always just that glimmer of hope on the horizon that there might just be a new marine book in like three weeks time anyway there probably is on balance a marine book coming in three months in three weeks or three months <laughs> so true. things are going to change things could get better things could yeah. get a lot worse lionel johnson or anything in between why do you hurt me so anyway uh the but that is a perfect point i'd like to i'd, I'd semi i'm not not counter that but speaking more to that point um i played marines and you, so usually for the first so state of the super faction i would usually have two guests on um, but unfortunately I didn't really, I couldn't really narrow down or lock down a third head for this. And I hope that I'm able to bring some Marines, uh, expertise here myself so I can, you know, uh, act not as this, the dead draw host in the, in the next super, which I will be for the rest of them. So I've got to take it where I can. Uh, but I was able to play Templars, um, Dark Angels, and at times Blood Angels and or Death Watch. So essentially I spread myself over two sub factions, which I mained. And then I switched into the other two when the other two, when in neither of those first two had any play, and those were essentially like for an event here or there, like once a year. And so that's what that's what Ines is talking about. He's not saying like, oh, you have to go out and buy an enormous. You don't. You have to have an enormous Blood Angels collection and an enormous um, Space Wolves collection and an enormous. It just means like 
you, you get a stable core of about, usually around about 2,800, 1,800 points of just vanilla Marines good stuff. And then you go and you get like 10 Death Company. You go and you get uh, two units of uh, Thunder Cav. And then you can switch into either of those lists pretty successfully, right? Yeah, exactly. There's no... Once you, like, don't paint your army as Ultramarines unless you're willing to have a bunch of Ultramarines play a death company, is my advice if you're going to be a competitive, <laughs> like, trying to be a top-level competitive space marine player. Get used to either some, some anacronyms where you've got some stuff that's painted in schemes it shouldn't be, or paint a custom chapter. <laughs> those, are, those are the only two real bits of advice that you need yeah. as a marine player. And you're yeah. going to get work out of those scouts. They're never bad. No, they're not. They're, they can't be bad. <laughs> um, all right. Was the slate good for them or bad for them or a bit of both? Um, so the slate... In, in this balance, it gave some broad-level points updates to a couple of the more like popular units like Whirlwinds and Redemptors for the Ironstorm list. We saw some general increases for things like um, some of the Black Templars unique units. And then uh, a couple of the like very common um, scoring units like Scouts, Inceptors, and Aggressors on top of that. Uh, all got points increases, and then there were a couple of like minor-level buffs across some of the sub-factions. Uh, Wolfen notably catching plus one damage was very, very popular for them. I think that was a very good spot. Um, I don't think, like, in terms of the actual slate itself, there was a ton there for Marines. It was more mm -hmm. just a case of all of the things that were in the meta got hit enough that Marines just didn't get hit that hard. They got hit a little yep. bit. It was fine. But then, you know, the tumultuous fall of Chaos Space Marines and Eldar has left a much wider gap at the top of the meta than I think people immediately assumed. Um, Necrons being a much fairer other top army to compete against than Eldar and CSM were has left for me, Marines feeling really good, like very, very loads of options in the current environment. Yeah, well, fundamentally, I think we've had a change in um, metrics at the top where it used to be a combination of uh, damage check and a stats check for some some armies. Now we're just kind of at the stats check. Um, but um, uh, <laughs> the, whereas you know you must be able to kill Wraith and Catan to to play, and that that is because. I mean, I've played a couple. I've seen a bunch of Necron games. I've played a couple now myself. Um, they have come nowhere near to tabling me any times. And uh, in fact, it's not even they're not even getting close to tabling me. It does not it does not feel like the same menace that Chaos Space Marines and Eldar were when they were top of the pile. And you know, killing you or forcing you to be un or, or taking away your ability to play the game in the first two or three turns, and then you know, turn four and five are redundant. That does not feel like the game we're playing now. And so there is a lot more. I guess, agency for people to maneuver in that space rather than just mm -hmm. being like, well, I just have to not die, it was, which was where we were before. If I, can just, if I can just not die, maybe I can play. And th that doesn't mean a winning result. Is that yeah. fair to say? Yeah, exactly. Marines have so many tools and options available to them, and then obviously the general power level increase of any of them through Oath of Moment to solve specific problems, that when you play a longer game that allows you to leverage your resources and use things appropriately, uh, and you know, get play, playing a five-turn game means five different Oath targets, and using that ability five times, rather than the game being over by turn three, win or lose, and you get not as much value out of it. Mm. Um, Marines really benefit from playing that much longer play style, and we saw that a bit with things like... Um, John Landon's Vanguard list from WCW, yes. which was very much a, I want to play the big brain. I'm going to play five turns of Warhammer as perfectly as I can. And if I don't make mistakes, I should win a game. And then yep. it plays against CSM and it needs to hit 11 inch charge to have a chance to like just win the game by a point. And then it plays a normal game the next one and gets run over. And that's kind of, you know, there was a little bit of that going on in the previous meta. There's a lot less of that now. Um, where you kind of needed to get a bit Hail Mary, and then Marines that are such a good army at leveraging their resources over the long game really benefit from that, which, again, pushes them towards when you play the best versions of Marines at the top of the meta game. Mm. So as far as I can tell, I think overall, if I had to step back from the slate and see who overall went up and who overall went down, I think Marines went 
like very slightly up, if I had to say. Yeah, because I would say. Yeah, yeah I, w- I would agree. They went very slightly up. I would have had them at like fourth or fifth relative relative to the meta game beforehand, and I have them at one or two now. I think, but that's mostly because the previous one and two came down a bunch, and they maybe edged over Necrons because they match up better in the meta game or you know something in that region. Yeah, yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. I, th- I think I have them as second or third in the meta at the moment overall. I still have Necrons as like the number one supreme, but I think that is, well, I think Necrons is a tail we can, ch- is a dragon we can chase and catch, if that makes sense. Hmm. Um, the things they're bringing to the table are like stable known quantities. Like the, the fact, like, I mean, if a Catan moved 12, <laughs> it would not be anywhere near as, as the fact that they move six, you're like, okay, I have some time. I can, I can work into this meta and I can do some things. But nobody can uh, stop a Necron player that can hit nine inch charges from Hypercrypt Reserve. And other than that, <laughs> Necrons are pretty fair. I played Necrons on the weekend. Literally, the weekend just gone, and I um, forced my opponent into a uh, into like having a, a dead zone cordon between us. And so he had to he bombed over the Nightbringer and got the nine, and then I killed it. And then he bombed over the Void Dragon and got a nine. And I was like, "Come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man!" <laughs> of course, the Void Dragon killed two baby knights as well. The cheeky, cheeky bugger. Look, um, if you can hit the slightly worse than a 50-50 every time, you're the best Warhammer player in the world, and that's all that's that right. on the team. If you can make rolling nine look easy, you just you just go to Warhammer. It is. Uh, yeah, but it, go and find some eighth edition orc players who are used to rolling um, deep strike charges with uh, oh, with the yeah. jump, and you'll know what it's like to play a Necrons in twenty twenty four. Right. Um, in saying that. Do you, I? I just. I'm just going to say it. I think rolling a nine inch charge is just statistically more likely than a seven or an eight. In in my world, it, that it, that is a that is a fundamental truth. <laughs> I see yeah. way more nines than seven inch charges. I've played too much Gene Star called Melee to believe in the seven or eight inch charges. So, no, yeah, eight to nine. <laughs> it, nine. Nine is nine is guaranteed when your opponent's doing it, and zero percent when you're doing it. That's, Correct. that's just Correct. how this works, right? Uh, all right. Space. So we talk. We talk about the core of the Space Marine um, super factions, and I think one of my biggest issues with where Space Marines are at is that I believe they more than almost any other faction right now, uh, because we still have a lot of codexes to come out, um, are determined by detachment. Like you pick your detachment, and then it feels like so much of your army self populates, um, and I feel like it becomes kind of formulaic a little bit, uh, especially when you are, you know. Especially when we were only playing the Gladius, like in the index thing, it was like, okay, these are the units that I have to take. Does uh, it feel like we're getting a bit further away from that as the meta develops, or are we going further into it? Um, I think with the like the general increase in scepters and scouts, it's gone a little better in terms of like the stratification between detachments. Where an Ironstone list feels pretty different to a Gladius list, feels pretty different to a yeah. well, not Firestorm because Gladius and Firestorm are the same detachment, pretending to be different. Um, they, they, but. Um, the I think the issue with that is mostly because Marines such a, have such a diverse depth of units where you have lots of things that are kind of the same but marginally you know changed that when you have um, like a detachment spread like Marines do the those marginal differences very much encourage you in one direction where you'll have you know if you're playing a fast unit we'll double down on that with that with um, Firestorm if you're playing a unit that wants to you know play a much more multi mixed role well Gladius is right there um, and if you're playing like the shootiest version of the unit why wouldn't you play an Ironstorm right you're not going to play the more mixed range version because you're just doubling down on what you're good on and marines having the depth of units to do that the depth of you know um chapter diversity and all that kind of thing that it just encourages you to cherry pick the one that fits best into your list rather than being forced to kind of make the most of whatever other issues you have which is where something like tyrannus came out of where tyrannid lists all look very homogenous because the units mm. that are good are the units that are good whereas marines has so many things that a unit that might only be 90 percent as good is boosted by the detachment rules to the point where it's better better for running than 
the like on paper slightly better option. And I think that's cool. Yeah. It's a good way to reward you to play a bunch of different things. Um, even if it does make every detachment feel a little, these are the things you should play unless you want to give up downside. But Marines as a whole feels very diverse. So what? Uh, so post data slayer, what um, internal adjustments do you believe need to be made? I mean, so some things that were essentially auto takes across a, a spectrum of different detachments all went up, and so that being, um, uh, you know, inceptors, scouts, aggressors, and whirlwinds probably the case in point that would be taken in a multitude of different ones. The redemptor only really is a case point that I've seen in the in the ironstorm. Um, so. What adjustments need to be made, do you believe? Or what, what are the good alternative picks to the things that went up if people want options? Yeah, that's right. I think they hit all of the stuff that really needed to be hit. I probably would have taken Inceptors up more. I, I'm personally very cold on them. The 130-point grenade stratagem annoys me because I refuse to use it for anything <laughs> other than pure damage, uh, which yeah. might be a personal problem, but I understand that that unit is very powerful for strength to play against. So I personally probably would have hit them more or honestly just taken away their three-inch team strike. It's a stupid rule, stupid mechanic that shouldn't exist in Warhammer um, in any unit that's good. Um, but that's a separate, entirely separate issue. I think um, broadly, like, scouts are hit to the point where they're relevant. Like, they're a 65-point scoring unit that doesn't do a ton. Um, and, like, a points increase on them again, putting them up to, like, 75 wouldn't go amiss. I think they're still fairly ubiquitous. The Whirlwind got hit to the point where running three of them is counterproductive. Correct. I think yeah. the... Um, General suite of Black Templar's vehicles didn't go up enough. Um, or honest, like the five points for a multi-melta is uh, excessive. Those should probably be like 15 to 20 points more expensive than their value than their base counterpoint. I could also see the argument for the the land radar, um, the redeemer yep. specifically. That is terrain, it's definitely terrain dependent, but very but um very powerful depend if you can play on the formats, something like that on GW terrain, um, versus UKTC terrain versus WC terrain, very stratified. But when it's good, it's really good. Mm. Um, and then I think some of the like unique characters, uh, Calgar, Azrael, uh, a couple of the ones like that, maybe could have copped a small increase just to make them less completely everywhere. Yep. Uh, so what do people look to now, now that they're taking, you know, less inceptors, possibly maybe one less unit of scouts? I personally am not. I'm taking the two plus. I'm always going to be taking. Yep. Um, uh, but what, do people, what can people look to otherwise? If people didn't, uh, you know, now they've got big old holes uh, in mm-hmm. their codexes. I'm actually taking a lot less aggressors as well. I think aggressors for me now reside solely in the Firestorm and the Gladius for me. And um, I'm, I'm probably not going to take them in much else. Um, yeah, that's fair. Um I think there's a bunch of different units that now you can specialize in like a very hyper role where, you know, scouts kind of did everything. They could be your backfield objective order. They could be your aggressive unit. Correct. And infiltrators were definitely the drop unit. Um, we've seen a lot of, of a decent few lists in the UK running um, heavy intercessors as more of your backfield line holder because they're very good yep. at, at dealing with other people's mass damage one with their um, plus one to save against uh, damage one. And then already condemned takes them to, you know, an effective two up save with cover for your 100 point scoring unit that's now OC2. Um, I think the general prevalence of OC2 infantry has gone up in the game, as a, especially as a response to things like hypercrypt that are very good at stealing your home objective. Um, I think you can look at sort of your chapter's version of Space Marine with gun, um, whether that's Grey Hunters, Crusaders, um, Death Company Marines uh, with Infernal Pistols, like in on foot going in Rhinos, just the Rhino package in any form is so efficient as we've seen with um, basically every army that can run things in Rhinos gravitating a bit towards it. Um, that's definitely a thing to be considering. Even like if you're playing Space Marines running, like a tactical squad in a Rhino isn't the worst idea for just getting OC up the board with some special weapons. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to encourage you to do that yet, but I don't <laughs> think we're too far off of it. Uh, I don't want to be the one that has that like no. application on my on my uh, on my record. Um, you the can also you take them as a, the fact you have to take him as a ten man still is just what kills me. If they let yeah, us take him as five man, they can split into fives, and you can leave like five for OC. I think the generic intercessor squad is 
marginally more playable than people are giving credit for. Sticky Objective is a Agreed. wonderfully, wonderfully Dude. powerful ability. I was actually going to say that. I was actually going to say, please have a look at regular intercessors again. I actually, I, I love, uh, I still like the bare bones um, captain plus five assault intercessors. Just, just going. Yeah, just if going your detachment supports it, especially, or you have a good special, um, special character, like five assault intercessors and an impulsor is a genuinely decent, powerful option that has eleven OC jumping out of an impulsor that can move twelve. Obviously, you can't charge afterwards, but just being able to dump OC on an objective or um, charge in and do a lot of damage. Um, we've seen Ragnar and impulsor. Um, oh, yeah, I think so there's good. a decent amount of margin in something like Mephiston, who has fight first. Like there, there's a decent amount of um, like spread across there. Yeah. Even something like Azrael, if you're just running it for the CP, you start with an impulsor, you jump out onto a middle objective, get some OC on it, and just be annoying. Yeah, um, I am ex definitely expecting to see more um, company heroes. I'm expecting to see more. Yep. Um, what was the other squad? Forgot. <laughs> yeah, Com company heroes. I think the st the stonks are going way up there. Yep. Um, well, once Azrael gets the ability to join them back, I'll uh, I'll agree with you. Uh, yes. He doesn't have it in the codex. Uh, it's um, yeah, it's wild. My my last one that I want to show. I've been playing this in Ironstorm, and it's uh, every time I play the this unit, it becomes better in my mind to the point where I think it might be the best unit in my army. Is it the which is probably it's the Eliminators and the Impulsor yeah. with the stupidest rule abuse in the game. Um, oh, for anybody so who's bad. Not played against it. If you run uh, Eliminators with uh, two Laz Fusils and an Instigator Bolt Carbine, it gives the Sergeant the ability to uh, suit and scoot so they can move after firing. So you can put them inside an Impulsor, drive it forward 12 inches, potentially advance it if you're playing attachment that has access to advance and shoot, disembark the, the uh, Eliminators 3 inches, shoot them, and then jump them back into the Impulsor and then use its firing deck 6 rule to refire all 6 weapons from the yep. Eliminator squad, potentially with a multi-melter on top from playing Black Templars, uh, and it just turns this into it's a 230-point package that basically gives you um, eight nine three d six shots, and then another like two storm bolters, a multi melt on top of it. If you're playing black temples for five points, and also four sniper shots at four two two, which in the meta is not terrible. And then if even if the impulsor dies, it's still you still have the guys there. If they can't then deal yeah. with them, they get to stand still and get heavy and devastating wounds, which adds up. Getting like some damage on a katan with that when they like pop the one pop the one activation you get at the back you're still on the objective all the kind of mm. thing and then in the late game it transitions into one of the best scoring out units of the game yeah. because again you can move the impulsor advance it because of the impulsor rule that allows you to disembark after advancing and then um disembark three and then shoot and then move six and flip objectives score capture on the outpost um or it just turns into like go and grab your signals and then jump into it later if you're not using it early yeah. Or it becomes effective indirect because you can just not get the impulse around, just sit behind a wall, jump out, get on top of if you're playing on like UKTC Ruins um, or some boards that have it. You can get out on the top floor of a building, get plunging to the bottom of the uh, the impulsor and get out of line of sight. That's a, a lovely one for being on UKTC because it has the lovely uh, nine inch ruins. WTC, if you can get onto an internal ruin, you can do the same thing, one that's facing outwards. Um, GW, sorry, you don't get to do cool plunging fire things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's great. It's it's at its best in Ironstorm because of the volume of rerolls, but yep. in Firestorm and in Gladius, it both has, it has a very high amount of merit because you can obviously use it on your Devastator Doctrine turn. Um, glad, uh, uh, you get up to strength 10 in Firestorm. It's fantastic. Do consider including it. Um, Absolutely. It, it's very, very powerful. I think it's it's just a value piece. And the fact, that it has the, the, the fact that it has the utility to just score you almost any card in the game that you pull off the top. Because um, what's what's the movement? What's the what's the total possible movement? So you can go, you go, is it 12 with the Impulsor? Then a 12, six inch 12 inch move, 6 inch advance, 3 inch disembark, yep. 6 inch fire fade for 27 inches. Um, yeah. Well, so you you, you could you answers. could turn one behind enemy lines, max max behind enemy lines te technically because you can shoot out both squads, 
yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's just hilarious. Bad rule, but yeah, I mean, you could do it a hundred percent in because a lot of the deployments are only twenty two inch separation now for um, crucible of battle and sweeping engagement. It's very, very possible. Yeah, yeah, hilarious. You can with it, if your opponent's like, if you're playing tactical and your opponent's like not deployed anything on their whole objective because you have a whirlwind in the list and they don't want to give you overwhelming force and they're just going to walk onto it, you could capture on firm one with them. That's, that's so funny. Um, there's one other unit that I was already championing before the slate. I was already extremely crazy high on Gladiator chassis. Um, essentially just the Valiant. The Valiant is, uh, sorry, the, is it the Valiant? The Melter one? The Valiant's the Melter one, yeah. It's my least yeah, favorite. Yeah, that's, that's the <laughs> least favorite. The Any of the other two, just take as many as you want. Just just three is not wrong. I can't... Two is not wrong. All the Gladiator chassis are good. The Valiant is the least good. Um, the Valiant is least good generally, but it does have... Um, I will sh- I will give the Gladiator this moment. It's really good in Firestorm the, uh, as yeah. Black Templars because you get um, Strength 10 on the Molly Metal within 12 and it's already pretty short-ranged. So it can get very aggressive in your face with six Strength 10 model shots. Um, which is not bad for the points value. I, yeah, hundred percent. It's it's totally fine. The other two, I believe, are just a yep. little bit better. The um, Reaper and the Lancer. The Lancer is the Lancer solves the perennial problem with space marines of how do I kill a thing that's not my wolf target, uh, and it solves that by just correct. adding three rerolls to all your shooting, which you don't have to use on the main gun. So if the main gun converts, you can use it on the rocket pod. Uh, it also just randomly gets two blast guns, so it's not even bad in like matchups where yeah, traditionally correct. pretty terrible. Uh, and then the Reaper yeah. is just a phenomenal map of output. It's one of the best overwatching units in the game that doesn't have a Flamer. Um, you can very easily pick up like a small Eldar squad with it without really trying. They're decent OC, they're resilient enough, um, and they're like you know, movement 10, a lot of advanced shooting space marines. Uh, and then Black Templars obviously turbocharges them by stapling and multi melt. Yeah, multi melt on top of it. It's... But yeah, don't, don't think good. about the fact that you can play Black Templars Ironstone with six Gladiator Reapers. Um, good luck to all Space Marine, uh, Tyranid Swarm players out there if anybody ever Dude. does that at an event. Legit. I was testing, so before before a couple of the lads came over for, for LVO this year, I was testing a bunch of Ironstorms into them. And every time I played it, I was just like, I just want to play six Gladiators. Just six Glads. I want to play them as Templars. And then I also want to try them with a single Dark Shroud. And just see if that's hilarious. Uh, because I just played them. I'm like, these are just value machines. They're just value machines for the points, and they're all good all the time. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on. The last, the last one shout I want to make, um, because every army that has access to the state sheet should be considering, is the Predator Destructor. Um, yes. Cheap and efficient, 130 points for a silly amount of firepower, two last cannons, four or six all cannon shots, 100 kilo missile, a storm blower, and then uh, instead of the 100 kilo missile, if you're playing a chaos back, you'll get Havoc Launcher. Plus one AP against infantry, good enough to put you on your portable saving against monsters otherwise, um, or you know, just have the strength to push through. Just does good work. We're seeing them in Chaos List with Abaddon. We're seeing them in Death Guard with the, um, the AP stacking that they've actually do. And Space Marines adore them. They're just yeah. good mission. They'll use your oath. They'll not use your oath. They'll be happy about it. And they're 130 points. You cannot complain. Don't touch totally. them they are. It's just worse. But the Destructor, mm. big fan. Totally agree. Okay, now the crazy thing we're going to be doing. Uh, we're going to quickly, uh, relatively quick, we'll talk about the ones that are worth talking about for more time. Um, if you can hear some chainsaws in the back, I have arborists coming. Um, uh, and unfortunately, I don't have any other time to record this. It's very, uh, very on theme as we start to talk about just run more chainsaws, an actual an actual plan for Space Marines now. So. It is. Uh, so, uh, jumping straight in, we're going to go through every single sub-faction, and we're just going to talk to it, where they're at right now, what they've got going for them, what they can execute in this meta. Um, first up, Death Watch, mate. Now, Death Watch came out of the gates in Index 
um, Hammer as one of the strongest contenders. And, you know, at times had the best Desolators, at times had the best um, non-Desolator Marines, <laughs> which was, you know, had various um, little bits and pieces of kill teams and previous kill teams and stuff that were doing quite well. And now they have had one single significant nerf to their specific units, that being that their, their um, strats don't work on non-bolt gun weapons, and that has essentially put them on the shelf. Um, where do you see them now, mate? What are they going for them? I think Death Watch have a minor amount of appeal with being one of the few factions outside of Vanguard that can still do cool things with Devastation Centurions. Um, Blackspear Task Force has the teleportation stratagem, um, which means you can pick up Devastation Centurions and put them down anywhere, um, do all that cool stuff with them, and they don't super rely on rerolls. You can also run, like, you can still run a decent amount of weapons that benefit from the special new ammunition. Um, sadly, like, Stormguard just don't, don't make the cut for that sort of thing anymore. Um, the Corpus Blackstar is not terrible. Um, in Firestorm, uh, like it does have a decent amount of firepower, you can deliver some guns pretty close. Being able to like move a Flyer 20, uh, disembark some guys at the front, get them all really close is pretty powerful. And the Corvus Black Star itself, like in hover mode, is fast enough to do some stuff like that. It has a smaller profile than some of the Storm Raven. Yeah. Um, and then the kill team data sheets themselves are not terrible. You've got like the standard Death Watch veterans, which are 110 points for like two frag cannons, two heavy thunder hammers. Not terrible in a Rhino, like two squads of them. Uh, and a Rhino is like, um, just under 200 points. It's you know, 20 OC and a Rhino with four heavy weapons, uh, four melee weapons, a sergeant with a, like, a special weapon and a and a shield. And like it can do some decent damage. You can give them missile launchers if you don't if you don't want the frag cannons anymore. You want them to be more static. Like they they're fine. They're just there's not quite enough there to really encourage you to run them over something else. The the Watchmaster remains a very powerful character and giving access to the um, increases CB by one and the advanced charge and advanced charge. Yeah. Um, but the points cost on things like Proteus Kill Teams is just excessive now. Um, like it feels almost punitive, I would say, getting like a core mechanic nerfed, losing both of them with wound rerolls. Yeah. That. Just it feels like slightly too much. They do retain my favorite gimmick combo RTT list in the game, though, which is the um the three vect list where you bring a Kalos Assassin in Vanguard with Shadow War or Veteran for a second access and then a Death Watch uh yes. captain for sorts of three vect for when you really, really, really don't want your really use Bane Zeal anymore. Um <laughs> <laughs> just deleted, deleted from the game. Uh, totally agree. I do think there is some, surprisingly, I I agree with you. I think we talked about it a little bit in the green room. Um, I do, people are just assuming that Death Watch is just kind of dead and it's not worth revisiting. I, I semi-disagree. I think there is still some very unique things that they can do. Um, and they're not the, they are very far from the worst Space Marine uh, sub-faction right now because there are some real stinkers. Uh, and we're about to jump into Space Wolves, who essentially have one build, one build only, one trick, one trick only. Um, they are a one trick puppy. That being, I think they they've are... gained a second trick. That's my the only thing I can really. See. I think there's a second trick now. Run a rush. Um, or... So obviously, the the one that everybody has seen is the Storm Ice list, where you play um, like twelve to eighteen Thunderwolf cavalry. You have one of them with the turn one appear from reserve. You wait, you rapid ingress in your opponent's deployment zone and hope they didn't notice screen you. You know, wonderful, wonderful plan that is. And then you run at your opponent and you have a minus one to wound and minus one to, uh, hit, uh, minus one to hit and wound stratagem and you hope they can't kill you. You maybe bring Ragnar for an ar- army-wide full charge rerolls, full hit rerolls, and you catapult yourself at your opponent. You say, can you deal with this? Yes or yeah. no. It's pretty good into Catan, which does give it a strong advantage. Thunderbolt Cavalry giving plus one damage on the charge. Uh, means yeah. that, that the way that interacts with half damage is pretty solid. I've seen Necrons lose to it. It is a real army that you should... I don't want to say you should plan for it at tournaments, but if you don't, 
if you have a, you don't respect it at an event, then you pair it yeah. into 18 Thunderbolt Cavalry by somebody who like has a degree of respect for what they're doing. It has access to things like Blood Surge. Obviously, they might as well take a wound strategy. It's, you know, those squads are chosen squads. They're 24 wounds with a 4 vulnerable save, and then a character that does a bunch of damage in the back. They play like chosen. They advance and charge. It's a pain yeah. in the backside. It doesn't have any shooting that you can respect. Again, Lancers do not care about detachment rules. They will do whatever they want. Like it's okay. It's a very it's a very B tier list. It will bounce off of some things. Uh, you're never going to be able to kill a transport, and then the guys have died. Um, but yeah. you might be able to wrap it if you can do some cool things. But again, it, it has too much counterplay to have to be a real contender. But it is a solid list like that exists, and you can play it, and you will not be disappointed. And you can Correct. go, you know, four and one with it. You're the other list time. that exists is now. This is a like in development. It's not proven yet, but I think this is a real list. Is thirty Wolfen? Um, those models. I- how do you how do you get them across the table? Are you just walking those wolfen? Who, who cares? They, so <laughs> let me run you through what a wolfen does, just for the context. Yeah. So a wolfen is a sixteen point model that is toughness five, two wounds with a four up and vulnerable save and a six up feel no pain with mm-hmm. four attacks at six one two the hit on threes with fight on death on a four plus and an assault weapon. Yeah. Now they are OC zero, but they just they're like two points more than scouts. Three points more yeah. than a scout. Yeah. They do actions. They take up space. They say, hey, are you sure you really want to walk here? They threaten to fight on death if your point charges you. And do you know what? 30 of them is 480 points. And you can fill it's the rest nothing. of that with just Gladius. And just yeah. play good Gladius stuff. Then the one turn you need it, they advance and charge. They rapid ingress. Cool. You connect five Wolf into something because you took some damage on the way in. With both the moment or the Lance and plus one AP strategy for Gladius, you will kill a thing. And do you know what? For 160 points... It's really hard to complain about a unit that will hit like chosen the one turn it makes it in. Yeah, it's not going to do anything afterwards. It's not going to hold an objective. You're going to need some other stuff to do that. But Grey Hunters are two metal guns and a, and a plasma signal power fist for, for 85 points. They go on a rhino just fine. Ragnar is a really good data sheet, as we talked about earlier. He gives his, yep. he gives his squad always one advance to charge. He hits like truck, 10 attacks, 832 with sustained hits. Four rerolls to wound to get you an objective from uh, Assault Intercessor Squad in an impulsor. Stick it in a midfield ruin. Watch your opponent give you a massive birth as you take up board yeah. space. Gladiator Lancers, Predators, Whirlwinds, Gladiator Reapers, whatever you want to fill out the backfield. Scepter, Scouts, Score. It's a list. It's not, is it the best list in the game? No, I think it's Necromatic is terrible. Flip over to Stormlands, put a Thunderwolf squad in for some threat into that, maybe yep. you get there. But is it the best list in the game? No, but that's a real list that you can play. You can probably totally. 15 Wolf. But 30, 15 to 30 Wolfen, it's a real list. That's a real data sheet now. They are so cheap for damage to weapon rate. Um, it might be the most efficient access to like 50, like, for 20-6-1-2 attacks, they hit on threes, 80 points is absurd. Just outline that's stupid. So so I look at the so I looked at Wolfen when they got the got the revamp, the extra damage. I looked at them and then I had already by this point I'd had a look at the new Dark Angels Codex and I looked at the, the new inner circle companions and I'm like, they got the same everything. But this is a this is a unit of three to five guys, and that's a unit of five to ten guys, and I am paying Double the points? It's just so ridiculous. It makes me sick. They have yeah, Wolf and R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, these guys, the, the, the Inner Circle Companions are 612 as well. Um, but yeah, uh, they are a unit now. They are a bargain basement point unit for what they do. I think yeah. you're in a, I think you're absolutely onto it. I also like don't want to understate just how valuable access to an assault weapon that is also randomly 10d6 blast shots can be. Yes, yeah. it's on fives. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's not a good gun, but it will kill a squad of scarabs that are screening something. Dude, it will that one up, game, that one endless swarm, rates. that one endless swarm guy in your meta. <laughs> Do you know what else is hilarious on? Overwatch. <laughs> like, True, actually. Just, 
35 shots on Overwatch. It's yeah. one of Arcoflagellants jumps out from behind a wall that you stuck all the moment on because you didn't have anything else to shoot that turn. You'll pick up half the squad. You yeah. really need to. Off the moment, storm of fire. Get it. Put it in Devastator Doctrine. Get it. Get it. AP. Get it. Plus one AP. Ignore cover. With off the moment, you're going to get 18, 18-ish hits at four one one. That's mm. not bad for like an in a pinch thing that comes on your squad that you don't care has this. It's yeah. just a thing that's there, right? All right, moving on to Blood Angels, which I actually, whilst their detachment, and of course the Space Wolves detachment is god awful, um, the Blood Angel detachment is also uh, god awful, but. They have some very, very good and unique things. Sanguinor is just a very unique piece in the game of 40k. It does something very unique and is very, very, very spicy. Death Company are good. Sanguinary Guard, I don't hate, but only if they have your Warlord in it. And that's only if you're taking a Warlord worth taking. And then even then, it's still like a big <laughs> question mark. Um, so I am reaching there for that one. But there is a lot that they can do that is very the exciting. Predator think, is fantastic. Oh, dude. How good does it feel to say those words? <laughs> the ball well, I, I, took two, I took two ball predators and Ted Death Company and Sanguinor to the World Championships. I am well acquainted with losing with Blood Angels. Um, yeah. but... <laughs> well, you also took a Storm Raven, didn't you? Uh, I took two two Storm Talons. I was slightly oh, off on which, right. on which um, or Storm Hawks, sorry, of which of the Storm uh, planes was going to be a top tier viable unit. Although I stand by that list being better than it made, better than it performed. Um, the, yeah, Blood Angels have a ton of unique units that do some really cool things. Uh, we've seen stuff like um, Tycho and Ten Death Company and a Rhino just yep. gives them advanced charge. You can yep. put, you can run them out in your Devastator Doctrine turn, pop 10 Inferno Pistols into a vehicle, charge another with full rerolls um, to hit, and then you know, you'll probably kill two things. You know, it's good odds for killing two Armagers, you know, anything in that kind of weight class. Um, it's got regular Death Company, Lamar e, uh, with jump packs, Lamar Ace gives them minus one damage and lethal hits. They'll punch up into almost anything in the game. One Fantastic. of the best, like, board control units in the game. Um, if you can get them access to advanced charge, they'll they're so good. They're, we're, we're, I think we're going to be saying this for a lot of this edition, but they're very chosen like. Like we are there, we are into the realm of we have to talk about things that are like chosen and represent what chosen was doing to the meta. And hundred yep. percent, the Lamartis and Death Company unit is very chosen like. I, I would argue that it's just objectively better because you have the option of deep strike rapid ingress in them in matches where you don't want them on the board. Um, it's only the lack of reels to it's only the lack of reels to wound access. That's that's literally yes, the only. It only definitely hurts, but like the lethal hits does a lot for that. If you're playing them in a lot of matches, there's access to plus from yeah. the wound and all that kind of thing. Like Gladius has a lot, has a lot of metrics for getting them into wounding anything in the game on fours. Like you'll kill what you touch. Very rarely does ten death company connect to something and not kill it. Possible exceptions include like ten wraith blades or like anything yeah. with minus one damage. They're not amazing yeah. into. But again, some detachments have ways around iron sword. If you've lost a dude, you can have the big normal modifiers. Like it's pretty yeah. good as like your backfield backfield pushing it. Um, the ball predator is half a land raider, stable to two additional heavy flamers. That's movement twelve on a rhino chassis, which isn't a transport, which is definitely pretty good. And it advances shoots infantry um, as if it was assault, which means that you yeah. can it can advance an action or it can advance and just get a big flamer in your opponent's face. Um, 3d6 plus 3 flamer hits is this one of the scariest of watches in the game. Arguably, for some units, it's more it's scarier than a land raider overwatching. Um, just fantastic for the points. Uh, and then, yeah, Sagonor, for anybody who's not played against him, he uh, basically heroically intervenes from the sky and has fight first with eight attacks at 632 six, with Devil's. 632 with, uh, yeah, Yeah, He will, on average, drop down and um, like epic, you can drop it, you know, you get charged by that chaos, that chaos drone squad we were talking about. Cool, drop the Sagonor out of the sky. Spend a CP on Epic Challenge and remove the Chaos Lord from the unit. Good luck with your Provincial now. Spend a CP. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Your unit does nothing anymore and you're going to lose this. Um, the re only reason I made a case for Sanguinary Guard is because a two wound, two plus save innately 
unit that is minus one to hit, minus one to win, has access to armor contempt, can be good in some metas. And if, if that you are playing in a meta where that just that value proposition is good, that unit may hold water to you. It's only a five man, and I would never go any further, and I would never take a second. But if you love them, you can make one unit of five work. Maybe <laughs> they don't. Uh, they don't exactly hit terribly, right? They, no, they, they are don't hit badly. The, the points cost is always the thing that puts me off, but they exactly do have the, right. they have the defensive stats to back it up. It's yeah, just that's right. In when you're playing space reason, you could have you know two other relevant units for the same points as the sanguinary guard plus the character that will Correct. often do the same lifting damage output wise. It's often an easier value proposition to just say I'm going to run two easier to use units. Spot on. But I know I know we have many Golden Company lovers out there. Um, last Libby Dread is just an X Factor unit that essentially. Oh, does anybody yeah so so rare in the game of 40k to have the, the jump ability right now that the libby dread is just worth considering as an x-factor unit there is uh, so and i ran this passing as on the way in um there is a vanguard option for blood angels open where you have 10 death company you know with blade driven deep starting and uh, infiltrating up the table of course that as an alamani's unit so it's nowhere near as good but it's as, as a pressure piece it's still very strong um and then you have your six centurions with the Libby Dread. And so they get bombed over. And then for one CP at the end of your opponent's turn, they go into reserve. They walk on its from strategic reserve in your movement phase into within 12 of the Libby Dread again and go straight back over on a two plus. Now, the issue is it's a five turn game. Chances are once per game, you're going to roll a one and that Centurion unit is going to do nothing. And if it does nothing on turn one and then it does nothing again on turns two through four, that's you know, almost half the game where your massive points expensive unit didn't do anything and is that worth it? And that's really the toss-up you've got to do. But it is an option for people out there. I will but when you ha- uh, the Little Dread is having one of the coolest um, like timing interactions as well, where yeah. because it's an end-of-movement feasibility, it happens at the same time as things like Rapid Ingress and Phantasm. It's one of the few ways in the game to respond to those abilities out of phase in the sense that, you know, you've got some Centurions that are set up online, your opponent Rapid Ingresses to charge them, cool, throw them away, don't put them somewhere else. Um, your opponent phantasm their wraith blades behind a wall go and shoot the wraith blades right there, there's nothing there's very little they can do to stop it if you can hit a two plus um and if you can hit a two plus consistently every time you need to apply to team scotland please um we would love to have you <laughs> so we can guarantee that that works on i'll take you i'll take you all the way <laughs> yeah 100 uh all right next up we have dark angels now this is a is a faction very close to both our hearts um dark angels we are going to speak to this from the dark angels codex perspective because that is literally got announced as coming out um next week or the week after i think it is next it's coming out next week uh pre or pre-rolls will be up but that is essentially where we can still talk about dark angels in other detachments but their codex detachments are nothing to write home about the there is the 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 inner circle one has some play if some points go down. Like if Blade Guard are a good unit in your meta, that is it's essentially it reads to me as detachment Blade Guard. You take one unit of Terminators, maybe, um, and then it's just one unit of Hellblasters and Azrael. Yeah, well, that's 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 literally it's Codex Hellblasters and Azrael, right? That's the Codex, oh, it's and then codex, that detachment it's codex Dark Shard and Azrael, isn't it? That's <laughs> <laughs> fair, yeah, that's fair. But um, like Azrael is straight up one of the best special characters in the game. He legitimately just is yep. um, for for the actual multi spectrum that he gives you. Uh, he gives you a defensive buff. He gives you a command point buff. He gives you a damage buff, and he gives you a like it's just ridiculous. He just gives you everything, and he hits um, pretty hard himself. Like he's got and, and yeah, like three damage damage three on his plasma devastating wounds. It might be damage two. It's three shots damage yeah. two with devastating wounds and angry four plus. It's just like all right, kill two, kill two four terminators. Yeah, um, yeah. with sustained hits on top of that. And then, yeah, he makes company heroes, one of the more resilient units of the game, with native minus one to wound, and um, 
the form of Vulnerable Steve, if he can join them. Come on, GW, bring bring back the Agile and in a company heroes. Yeah, we we deserve it. We've been good boys. Absolutely, we do. Uh, the the two the Green Wing detachment is uh, just a worse Gladius in my opinion, and the the Raven Wing detachment is just a worse Stormlance in my opinion, which is saying something because the Stormlance is pretty average. Uh, the fact is that I think the best Raven Wing list at the moment is a Firestorm list. Um, if you wanted <laughs> to play just Unka Bunker bikes, uh, which I've actually had great success with. Um, uh, recently, uh, very very strong. Just just advancing and char- advancing and shooting, and then a Samuel unit which advances and charges. If you want to take Sammy um, over a Chappie, and so a lot of good stuff there. Um, but Dark Angels overall, pretty good. Like pretty good. They make a very strong Iron Storm. Make a very strong. Um, actually, they they're just good because what they can take out of their book and just slap into something else is just a very strong special characters and damage multipliers for what is already a decent unit in, in the vanilla codex. Yeah, there's very little space marines that doesn't benefit from plus one CP, and I believe Azrael and Marnie's Calgar are the only ways to consistently do that. Yes. Um, the Dark Shroud will make any defensive list just have a better time, giving it an aura of stealth and cover. I often find that, that the Dark Shroud is superfluous, and you would almost be better just running another thing that fits that, that like is the profile that you're looking for. When it's the same point as the Predator, I would rather have, you know, two Predators, three Predators rather than two Predators in a Dark Shroud kind of thing. But there is a point where it becomes reasonable. It's also a good, like, fast-scoring unit. So if you're going to run it, I'll never complain. But it's also one of the ones where I'm like, I'm just never going to run it, Um, just for the the way that I approach the game. Overall, overall, the Dark Angel-specific units, essentially, apart from the Black Knights, all took nurse, the Terminator Command Squad, um, so Deathwing Command Squad was actually very good. The Deathwing Knights were uh, overpowered <laughs> defensively and are now uh, well, well and truly adjusted, adjusted if not deleted, because their damage output is absolutely negligible for the they, points. Yeah, Deathwing Knights were fine after the other moment change. They were good role players in some lists that you would be happy with if you took them and you could take or leave them. They are now. I am I'm not sure I'd run them at sixty percent of the points cost. Just they're so terrible. I, 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 the only reason I would run them is if they were cheaper, and I take him. I would take him in the um, in a circle detachment and three inch deep strike him onto objectives um, in my opponent's deployment zone with minus one, you know, four wounds, minus one damage, four up invulnerable save, and just be like, with an ancient for twenty OC. Yeah, exactly right, exactly right. And just be like, <laughs> you get charged by those... and you're like, oh, I can't kill this. <laughs> but you know, the objective is mine. I'm, I'm a winner. I'm a winner, people. With my best, supposedly best Terminators in the world, in in the galaxy, I'm a winner. Can't kill a rhino. That used so to be Thunderhammers. Light Lords. So, do you remember? So, there is a very famous and very incredibly amazing um, New Zealand film called uh, "Once We Were Warriors." Um, I would highly suggest anybody go anybody out there go watch it. It's an extremely good film, um, brilliantly done. Talks about a lot of very important topics, and this was done like 20, 30 years ago. But I would like to have a remake called "Once They Were Thunderhammers," and it's starring in a circle too. <laughs> <laughs> in the circle nights. Alright, so that's enough of the Dark Angels, even though I could wax poetic on Dark Angels forever. But next one is oh, probably... Lionel one... Johnson is... was He was bad before. <sighs> and oh my he goodness, does he, does he just... Why is he not infantry? Why why can't it just be infantry? <laughs> why is he not Deathwing? That's another he's, good question. He's not Deathwing, man. He doesn't benefit from the Deathwing. He he created the... Anyway, whatever. I could rant the on same this. Reason but... the, the Silent King isn't a Triarch, because he yeah. is the Triarch. The Lion's in charge of all the Archangels. He can't be part of the Death Company. He should have all of them. He should, he should have Dreadwing. <laughs> anyway, uh, Templars, mate. Probably the one where we're going to spend the most amount of time. Uh, but this is the... Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not, not even sure it's debatable. This is the best subfaction for Space Marines in the game it, right it's now. It's this Ultra Marines, right? It, depending on whether you think Iron Storm or Vanguard is objectively more powerful, I, I think, think with the, 
I think with the points increases, I don't think it's a debate anymore. I think it was it was tit for tat based on pretty much player skill. The difference was, yeah, the player skill required to play the Ultramarines at top level was significant. The player yeah. skill required to play the Templars was far far diminished. Not saying it's not. You, you there, do have to was... be willing to like take a sledgehammer to your head a little bit for like turn four and five once your opponent's checked out. Um, but other than that, yeah, Templars is pretty easy to play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so give us your take on Templars. Where are they at? Okay. What what makes them so good? So. Templars are fairly unique in Space Marines in that there's sort of three versions of them, and all of them do something very unique using a different set of the Templars units with a little bit of crossover. You've got um, the Righteous Crusaders builds, which are very focused around things like Grimaldus, Helbrecht, um, Judicar, uh, and then Field of Pain boss. So you can have like two squads of the five of Field of Pain of 20 Primaris Crusaders. One of them will have Helbrecht for massive output damage from uh, Oath of Moment and Legal Hits with Critical Fives and Sustained Hits. Uh, and then you'll you'll have like dealer's choice of scoring units, whether that's Crusaders and Rhinos, heavy intercessors to make most of the um the detachment six of field of pain, you know, kind of whatever you're looking for, there's something in there. Um it's very funny having a squad of 20 crusaders that will on average kill two armors with uh chain so, swords. So um that detachment's super cool. We've got some players playing that in the UK. It's one of the it's definitely the most like burdensome to play in that it's like 120 space marine bodies. It's very like timeout prone, you know, you can um you have to do a lot of work for your Warhammer with uh, that kind of by tempo's list. Um, very, very powerful, very binary. You don't want a ton of shooting, but it does its job and it does it well. Mm-hmm. Um, you've then got the sort of Gladius builds, which were more pioneered by Jack Harpster at WCW, which is the some combination of Sword Brethren and Melee Output, which is you're looking at um, Albrecht, Captains with whatever worker you're looking for, shooting cars, um, and then you combine that with some form of marine shooting. Uh, traditionally, that's been like the Landry Redeemer with Aggressors combination because Gladius does turbocharge that with Fire Discipline. You might see things like Gladiator Lancers and Predator Destructors again um, in the sense that they are very efficient in the current meta game. Um, that attack is great because the plus one damage from mm. Sword Brethren works really well with um, like going into Catan and uh, yeah. anything like that kind of profile. Uh, tons of damage, very fast. Um, struggles a little bit from timing issues when you're playing like a Devastator Doctrine focused units that want like advance and shoot and get buffs from that, and also melee units that want advance and charge but are also in transports because you can't use the uh, adaptive strategy stratagem on units in transports to change their doctrine. So you, you can find a little bit of difficulty with that. You might need to be a little more preemptive and plan your turns a little bit. That list kind of falls into the middle ground of it's mm. got a bit of everything, it's got a lot of combat focus, it's got some really good shooting if you want it, and it can solve kind of anything across the spectrum, much more toolboxy. And then the, the last end of the spectrum is um, Index Multi Melter, which is the, <laughs> which is my personal preference for Black Templars. Yeah. Which is you can pay like five points to staple a Multi Melter to any Space Marine vehicle that uh, is from the Primaris range, and that's really good when you have a like Iron Storm that says, "What if you had a bunch of free rerolls and strategies yeah. to benefit the more?" Like you get very severe like compound inflation on like a Marine vehicle getting buffed. If you have a vehicle that you want to put possible to hit on, giving it more guns is great. If you then could also fire it in yeah. your target and use a stratagem on it and blah, 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 X, and, X amount of infinities down the line, suddenly you have a unit that like one shots a katan, whether that, it's, um, and the, like, it's pretty good. It's so wild when I played a la- I played Lancers initially in Dark Angels and then I played Lancers in Ironstorm um, as Templars. And I'm like, okay, so it's essentially a, a Gladiator Lancers Top Gun has Oath of Moment. It has four all the, it has four reels to four or reels to damage. Um, as soon as you put another significant gun on it, and that gun has Ironstorm rerolls, that thing don't didn't just go up by the percentage of just putting a multi melter on. It went up by like 
essentially two multi melters worth of value that you're getting from it because you have reels to hit real uh, reel to hit real to wound. You don't need oath of moment at all. Still, it's such a value like upgrade on so many things, yep. and uh, it, it makes the it makes so many vehicles that were single modal now dual modal. Like a Reaper now actually you know threatens anti tank or heavy anti infantry has something on it now that has decent AP rather than something being to a, use the Iron Storm reroll on. Frank, correct. It wasn't doing anything with it otherwise. Correct. You one of your hit rolls on your Icarus yeah. rock. You're gonna reroll. Draw your Icarus rocket pod and feel really smart. Whoop de do. No, yeah. I'd rather have a multi melter. Then the biggest, you have, so, yeah. sorry, please. No, go. As you say, the, the other half of that is Black Temp Ironstorm traditionally, especially things like the Redemptor builds, really struggle from uh, trapped in my deployment zone, but you're dead syndrome. Um, yes. Which is like, it's turn four, your opponent's tabled, and you've scored seven primary. And like, that doesn't actually win games of Warhammer, as cool as no. it is to sit there and table your opponent on turn three. If they've scored 40 primary by the time you get to doing that, you might not as well not shot off the board at all. And Crusaders are regular firstborn Space Marine primary Crusaders are, for some reason, 75 points. This went up mm -hmm. 10. This unit was mm -hmm. cheaper. Mm -hmm. They are two OC tactical marines that have native advance and charge rerolls, so they're very efficient for getting in places. Uh, you want to steal an objective, anything like that. Two OC, a reroll advance, and reroll charges. It's just good at flipping objectives. You fit two squads in a rhino, and then on top of that, they get. Uh, well, let's just quickly check. Um, a multi melter, a melter gun, an inferno pistol, and a thunder hammer or power fist, depending on how much you like hitting on fours. Correct. Uh, the other two guys can either have bolt guns or chainsaws, so they can have like some decent AP one attack. I should really swap to having chainsaws on mine. The bolt guns never do anything. Never do. Um, yeah. Having six AP one attacks in that squad would actually help a ton. I should really do that. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, Space Marines um, in transports, they're really good. When really you're good. Scoring package is 450 points of 40 OC and two rhinos that also just happens to all have grenade strap. Be able to fire yes. and deck out the top of a rhino and benefit from all of the Ironstorm vehicle buffs. Uh, and also has 16 melter shots and can just kill a katan with all the moment um, for your just baseline garbage troops. Like very frequently, the play pattern against something like Necrons is jump a katan with four squads of crusaders, charge the other one with 20 so it can't run away. Um, and then nuke a, like nuke a raid squad with like the rest of your army. Like yep. it just the play pattern is insulting um, mm. because so much of the rest of the army doesn't deal with the moment that you can just single the moment into your garbage baseline troops, and yep. they'll just do whatever you need them to do. And you make um, them good, make them not good. So this this is the thing with um, if if you also just sum up Templars for people at home for the value proposition, they have the best Space Marine melee unit in in Space Marines. That being Sword Brethren, they are literally the best. There is there is no. Only Death Company are comparable, I believe, for the points. Because a Thunder Cavalry unit is a unit that doesn't go through walls, is vastly more expensive, is on a giant base, and actually doesn't hit that hard. Compared yeah. to I, I would give like the, the, the top three are like Wolfen, Death Company, slash Death Company with Jump Packs, and um, Tor Brethren. Yeah, they they have the best battle line unit that Space Marines can take, in my opinion. And I don't think that is an opinion, actually. I think Crusaders are just the best battle line unit in Space Marines. Uh, I think Plague Marines would, would hang. Plague Marines would be a contender. I think Plague um, Marines get less high damage shots, but I, I could see the argument, yeah. You, yeah. Uh, the fact that that's an argument, though, is disgusting, is, given how good It's disgusting, are. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you just get to slap for five points a multi-melter on every chassis you're already taking. And I'm here to tell you that the Redemptors points going up just made Ironstorm lists better, because I thought the Redemptors sucked. And yep. I did it's not really like sad for uh, Dark Angel Storm Raven. <laughs> Sorry, Dark Angel Storm yeah. Raven players, your yeah. list went up 20 to 30 points. <laughs> it's still really good there. You're going to run it anyway because a dread on a transport is just cool. Hilarious. Um, Hilarious. Other than that, though, 
convincing the, the fact that it took a points increase to get people to stop running the already bad redemptor dreadnought is mm-hmm. hilarious and yeah and just pay, taking more gladiators which i thought were just like so superior on every level anyway um now we're going to move on to the vanilla space marines and these can probably be encapsulated pretty quickly uh salamanders where are they at mate i mean they do still have the best firestorm um i think that's also arguable blood angels do it better i think um Fair? because okay. they have so many meltas um but there there were some cool things in Salamander. Vulcan Hestan is a really, really good data sheet if he had anything to really support. Um, giving wound rerolls to like Flamer or Melta is great, except Eradicators already have rerolls against anything that they care about shooting, like which yep. is monsters and vehicles, and Aggressors are already twin-linked. So the best thing you can really do with it is Inferno's Marines, which are probably still just slightly too expensive. Like a 10-point drop on them par 5 would probably get them to the point where that's a thing yep. that's worth starting to consider. Um, Adrex Agatone suffers strongly from leader problems where... Like he joins Blade Guard, but Zalamar doesn't yeah. have any cool unique units. Like no reason. Really the cool yeah. unique units. So like if he if I if Eric could join Sword Brethren, yeah, man, we'd be talking. Um <laughs> but he just kind of doesn't quite get there. Um and then outside that you've got I don't even think Brayath Hashmantle exists anymore. That's a sad one. That would be cool. Um, Paul Brayath. He he was a lad. So you're you're basically you're taking it purely for the sake of um Adrek for Vulcan rerolls, and there's just not enough stuff that really benefit from Vulcan rerolls. Yeah, I agree. I do. Th- I do. I see Infernus Marines as a little, a little better than you do. Um, but I still think they are just not it. They, they. I still think if you, if you're going to take them, you. That's exactly what you're doing. Um, but I still don't value it that highly. Ultramarines. Okay, Infernus Marines could go in rhinos. I would love them. Do, yes, rhino yes. being locked. Dude. Why? Yeah. Freaking impulses. Why do you have the worst transport capacity? At, at, in every as, since you have come out, you Impulsor have had the worst number of transport capacity possible at, at all times. It's just always the worst number. Now it needs to be seven or ten. <laughs> Six is wrong. If I can't it was put ten, play. people would complain that it wasn't eleven. So, <laughs> and whatever. Uh, true. Um, all right, Ultramarines. A little bit talk about here about Ultramarines because arguably they. I I believe previously that if you had two players of absolute expert level skill, the Vanguard was better than the Ironstorm. That was that was my previous argument. If you had two absolute superstar level players, anything less than that, and I thought the Ironstorm was better than the Vanguard, but I thought the absolute top level, the top ceiling of the game for Space Marines was the um, Ultramarines Vanguard. What do you think? I'll agree with you purely on the basis that Black Templar's Ironstorm has a, had a really rough matchup into specifically Eldar, and Vanguard yep. had a better one that was much Correct. more playable. Yep. For that specific matchup, yeah. I think the mirror match there, like Black Templar's versus um, Vanguard, was like, uh, who knows, Space Marines rolling Space Marines shots at each other. Correct. It's going to get messy. Um, but yeah, the specifics of like the meta game conspired, definitely made Vanguard a stronger list. It was also much more challenging to play, and definitely it, you, need to, you kind of needed to be like a Lennon-level player to play it consistently for like a super major level event. You could anybody could get away with it for like five rounds to the degree of like it's a lot of mental effort, but you could work that hard. If you're yeah. gonna try and play it for like eight to twelve rounds, like Lennon did at WCW, like you gotta be you gotta be John Lennon. Like that's exactly. his style, his yeah. list that he designed, and he took that the distance, and it still got it still got stat checked by Chaos Space Marines. So yeah. there's always limitations to that level of level of um, where are they at? Where are they at now? Is does that does that detachment still hold weight? I've seen I've seen the Ultramarines Vanguard. Essentially, it lost three inceptors. It lost he just lost three inceptors um, from the list, and everything's pretty much exactly the same. That list cuts things that aren't inceptors. Is my general understanding. Yes. Like the the way you yeah. build that list is you just you you're like oh man, my inceptors went up uh three hundred uh, no not that much five a hundred points. Cool. I guess I'm sure I'm cutting that second squad of scouts and my calibers. Um, yeah. You you count the stuff that isn't inceptors. Inceptors are soul bananas in that detachment. Being able to come down twelve away, be fairly resilient to the shoot back unless your opponent walks towards you. Be able to punish them if they walk towards you by like dragging them into line of sight. Being able to go back into reserve with three and strike them again. All the stuff that that does 
Inceptors block. Uh, be able to drop onto an objective with Inceptors, slam the sticky button at the end of your opponent's command phase, and then they die, and you're like, oh my, I still have the objective. Um, fantastic. The detachment does so much. And then, obviously, Devastator Centurions are... Again, they solve the oath problem for themselves. They do not need oath a moment to kill a target because yep. they actually hit on twos, they reroll ones. If you're an objective, you can just hit on threes and not have to worry about the rerolls. They have a blast weapon, they have a, a strong high damage. They're just good into every target. They are very vulnerable to getting tagged. The more Elder MSU is in the metagame, the more vulnerable that unit becomes to just like mm. having a shooting box fire fader yeah. every turn, which can be problematic. It is it is an answerable unit, which means that you have to play it very carefully, which just drives that. It's a self-perpetuating cycle of that unit's hard to play, so only people who are really good at it play it. So you only see what happens when really good players play Vanguard because everybody else just keeps losing with it. Um, yeah. Blade Driven Deep is a fantastic, fantastic enhancement. Uriel giving Deep Strike is great. Um, the Company Hero Squad is still terrible in Ultramarines. I get that you have to run it, but oh my god, it sucks. Just put them in an Inertia Squad now. Am I wild? I'm going to say something wild. I would like to see Ultramarine players uh, go to the Gladius again. Still, still virtually the same. Well, Centurions uh, with and your so Centurions withstanding, but you could take the vast majority of that list and put it in a Gladius. I think I would like to see what uh, the aggressor uh, Calgar um, Apothecary unit looks like in the in the Gladius now, because I think that's pretty it's a mental. little awkward in the sense that it doesn't start as a, it doesn't start infiltrated, so it often has so to I, like so he, getting there. This, but. So this is wild, yeah. But I pl- I've played about ten games with the Ultramarines Vanguard, and I think. I was less than six inches outside my deployment zone in eight of those games with that. Right, you got to remember that that's a full turn of movement for an aggressor squad. It is, it is, it is. It's half, not right? insignificant, but we're not talking like we're going to be starting this thing. You're also nine inches. Yeah. How f- there's also a degree there of six inches outside your deployment zone, but how far from the nearest like livable ruin? Right. That's the the actual metric. Well, that's, if that's you're where they're going. The ruin that you could have sat in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like. You know, you might be six inches deployment zone, but it might be on a really awkward angle or in a position that's outside your deployment zone, but the ruin is 12 inches behind you that you were never getting to. It allows you to take a position mm-hmm. on the board that you couldn't otherwise. That helps at the top. The unit is terrible damage output and shooting. It just doesn't. It just tickles. It's quite funny. Um, but it's mainly... That's what I mean. If, if, you, if, you put the, if you put that in the Gladius and now that Apothecary now has, you know, Devs, the Dev Doctrine and... Fire 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 Fire. It, it, that is a terrifying unit. A terrifying oh, yeah, dasher. Sure. Multi-Udal, advance and shoot, advance and charge unit that shoots shoots Catan dead, you know? It mm-hmm. goes it goes buck wild from there. That, that's all, that's what I was getting at. It's 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 a Wraith and Catan-like problem solver all of a sudden, whereas it could just go fisticuffs yeah. sometimes in the Vanguard. Gladius remains by far and away the best designed detachment of the edition. So much so that it makes the Marine Codex worse by it existing because it absorbs so much of the like, <laughs> oh, why don't I do this thing in another yeah. attachment? Yeah, but I could do yeah. it in Gladius and also run a bunch of other stuff that benefits Correct. all the other rules I have. Well, um, you, well, we got to smash through this because our last thing we're going to be doing on this episode, guys, is ranking the top seven Marine detachments. And we did, we, we were going to do three, and then we're like, that's just so easy. We're going to do five. Like, that's, down, that's, so remember them, some of them are just not in my brain, brain. but you keep talking while I do that. But anyway, we have so Iron Hands. White Scars, Raven Guard, and Imperial Fists are our last four sub-factions. And we can sum these up fairly quite, fairly quickly. Raven Guard, I think, has some play. I think there is a decent... I, I Actually, I think Korax uh, is... Sorry, not Korax. What's his name? Shrike. Shrike, Shrike is legit. Shrike yep. is legit good. I wish he had a better unit to join. I wish he had a Flying Blade Guard unit to join with John. Vanguard Fetchers really needed the same treatment the Wolfen got to put their weapon Agreed. up to 612. And then that Agreed. would be a genuine real threat. Um, Shrike is, yeah, Shrike gives the squad loan up. He gives the squad the ability to go back into reserve. I kind of wish he gave his squad advance and charge as well. That feels like it would be yeah. dramatic. And then it would kind of work because they kind of struggle from the, he struggles from the, yes, you get him in, but he's damaged two, his friends are damaged one. They don't really yes. do anything when they go in. Um, mm-hmm. But he's good at like, 
annoyingly, like, he's really good at holding an objective. You're on, like, five Vanguard veterans with Infernal Pistols and him, and just put him on an objective, and, like, it's yours until somebody comes and takes off him. And it's not easy yep. to take off him. Like, it's going to win a skirmish against most small things. Um, yeah, which is, like, what you're looking for, that kind of thing. It's just, that's a 200-point package. Are you going to justify running that? And then Raven Guard don't have any other rules, so, obviously, that's like... And then I think the, the strongest indictment I can have for the rest of them is that Lysander's really cool at rapid ingressing, but I'm not playing Ultramarines for an ingressing Terminator. No. If um, your face, but yeah, yes. Yeah, by himself with a token of audible save once per game. Yep, that's cool. Um, and I don't Blatt's know what does. Con, I don't know what Khan does. He doesn't do anything, man. And he's not on a bike. And even if he was on a bike, he's it's it, it the white scars. Do, yeah, I want to see all of these mass and assault. That sounds like right. That sounds like it's right. I will t- I will tell you in one moment, mate. I actually I actually looked at him the other day, and I thought he was okay, but there was just no reason to. Like what are we what are we doing here? Damn, and some break guard <laughs> veterans, the the worst Space Marine melee unit. Yes. Uh so Cosaro. I'm pretty sure it's Lance of the Soul, but I might be off on that one. Um and then very quickly, uh Iron Hand's actual. Theros is kind of cool, but not better than a generic tech marine because the enhancements are the reason you're running tech marines usually. Um and that kind of well. He removes his own point of existence because generic tech room with enhancement is almost always better than him. Yes, agreed. It, it's a bit of a shame. Although, actually, not 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 stuff him. He he knows what he did. <laughs> he, he does. <laughs> he had his time. He had his day. It was literally like the best single character in the game for half an edition. He also gets the plus one CP when he kills things. Yeah, that's what Khan does. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, why is he strength five? What's the fascination do- with Marie characters being strength it- five? He's only AP, he's strength five, AP two, two damage. He doesn't do anything. He's dev wounds and precision shot with six attacks. Cool. If they don't have a character in the unit and you don't roll a six, he is essentially a blade guard. Um, it, it sucks. It sucks. He's not better in combat. Um, and yeah, what's the leading unit? You get assault and lance. Lance is nice, and giving lance is kind of a cool ability, but it's just not good enough. The fact that he can't go in an apulsa with six blade guard is hilarious. Well, lance is nice, but guess which two detachments you'd run this guy in, just as a. Off the cuff. Yeah. Would it, yeah, yeah. Would it be Gladys and Stormlight? They have access to Lance. Lance. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, he's he's just nowhere. And just really run the generic me. captain and use a zero CP stratagem to get Lance and have an enhancement on the captain. You will have Correct. a better time. All right, let's transition to our last segment. Uh, top seven marine detachments. Number one is debatable. I think the... But I, I do think it's the Gladius. I think the Gladius is the ubiquitous... Uh, all comers. I think actually, I think the top three could be debate could be debatable because it's. I think it's Einstein, Gladius, and Vanguard. And uh, order, yep. And I have the it in that order. So yeah, Einstein, Gladius, Vanguard. Yep. Yep. One, two, three for me. I just don't like Vanguard. I I get what you're saying about that. You can play super smart. You can do. I yeah. hate that. It doesn't work. You play against people at like the top level and trying to just out, trying to just be smarter than your opponent is not a consistent strategy. So. Um, after playing, you know, five or six games against, you know, it was Matt Morisoli I was playing into, he just worked it out. He just figured it out. Like, okay, so it's a, te- it's, it's, this isn't a damage game. This isn't a mission game. This is a tempo game. So I just out tempo the Vanguard. I go and I front load my scoring for turns one, turns two. I fade away for turn three, wait for everything to arrive, and then I come back on turn four. And he, that's what he did. And he annihilated me like two or three games in a row. And I was like, yep. okay, well, I guess you, I guess you've got it now, mate. Um, where do we go from there? So we got their top three. So what's, what's in contention? Firestorm is definitely up there. 100%. Righteous Crusaders, I think, is in the conversation. Uh, uh, well, I think I think Righteous Crusaders is the only one that could possibly be in the top five. It's actually the only. It's actually the only one that might make the top seven of the faction-specific ones. We'll see, though. Um, um, I think Black Force is the best of the other ones, which is like 
it, it might be like the seven eight slot. I could see it. Yep. So um, I I do th- I I actually really highly rate the firestorm. Um, yep. For a transport meta, which is seems like we're very very close to for marines. So I'm willing to put firestorm in fourth, and uh, righteous crusaders in fifth. I think yeah, sounds that, good. That seems reasonable. I could I could swivel on those, but yeah. So Me too. Then what we're looking matters. at we're looking at first company, which is so incredible. We didn't talk about it. Uh, it died <laughs> when Deathwing Company uh, Deathwing Command Squads went away. Um, first company, we've got Sons of Sanguinius. We've got. Whatever what the space, space one's one called, called so like the sun or something like that. The Death Watch one. Death Watch, which is Black Spear. We've got Anvil Strike Force, which exists. We've got Stormlance. Definitely does exist. Uh, uh, so yeah, we've got Stormlance and. Uh, there's what one more quarter. There is one more. No. I guess we've got all the. I, I guess we've got seven. all the. Iron Storm, Gladius, Vanguard, Firestorm, Anvil, Stormlance, Strike Force is all the seven cores. And then we've got the three Dark Angel ones, which is Unforgiven. Ravenwing and, and Ravenwing one, yeah. So I have no argument for any of these other than Stormlance and Bla- and um, Blackspear as having viable lists. Yep, I was about to say I believe it is Stormlance, and then the ne- the next best um, sub faction one because I don't think the Anvil or the First Company make the seven slot. Yeah, I believe I would say a probably one. Stormlance then Blackspear or Blackspear then Stormlance. Depending on like the order of the day, Stormlance is a B tier list that like it lands in the middle. It's okay. You're going to like nobody's winning a, G- a super ma- a major with this anytime. You could win a GT with it and be completely fine. I think Blackspear lands at about the same place. I think there's yeah. very clearly like two tiers. There's three tiers there. There's good enough to win a super major with Ironstorm, Gladys, and Vanguard. Good enough to win a major with Firestorm and Righteous, and good enough to win a GT with Stormlance yeah. and Blackspear. Yeah. And then the rest of them are like you're playing this for fun. And we of course we're talking about this from the best list you can make with this detachment, which is why I think Stormlands rates so highly because the best Stormlands list can just go first in the games it needs to go into, yeah. being Space Wolves, and run everybody over. Or, honestly, like, a Dark Angel Stormlands list isn't terrible. Either. Like, there's enough stuff cool no? in there. Like, oh, the, ingre- um, the, um, like, the turn one ingressing Black Knights, like, nine Black Knights, I love kind of cool. And, now, dude, like, I, I'm, I'm working on that right now. Nine, like, turn one Black Knights is just, mm, I think it could be a thing. We, we will see, though. Uh, but, yeah, so that is... That really struggles if your opponent's, like, brought two squads of infiltrators, but other than that... Oh, you are cooked. Good. You are so... Actually, I should, we should have talked about infiltrators in the adjustments, because I think infiltrators traders are uh one unit of evil traders are probably gonna be making most of my lists gc went because... away and everybody forgot about infiltrators and you then... don't need to run the library anymore guys we're safe from having to spend 175 points on our backfield unit but for the love of all that is uh hypercrypt just put one back there Correct. you're gonna was... you're gonna appreciate it every time you have it you summed it up perfectly gsc went away and we all dropped them and then hypercrypt come back bring them all back five in every list just slap them down because you will need yep. it. Um, just, as, it's 35 points to upgrade this guy's squad to it. Find 35 correct. points. You will not just, complain just that much. Cop it on the, cop it on the chin. Uh, so our top seven marine detachments, as it says right now, post data slate, Ironstorm, Gladius, Vanguard, Firestorm, Righteous Crusaders, Stormlands, and Black Spear. And I'm pretty yep. happy with that. Yep. Pretty and uh, honestly, one to three, swap the order around as you please. Yeah. That's Four and five, swap the order around as you please. And six and seven, swap the order around as you please. Yep. The rest are... There, I think Unforgiven is probably like the eighth best. Like it's bad Gladius, but it's still fine. I'm um, actually wondering if the Inner Circle one's going to be better than the the Unforgiven. And yeah, the, the Inner Circle one is in that region as well. Like it's yeah, it's like I I'm splitting hairs putting putting Blackspear over them. They're they're doing similar things. Yeah. All right, mate. That is going to wrap us up for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. We're going to go over record part two. We're simply just going to answer a bunch of your questions, which are actually really good questions. So we're going to be answering a lot of how do I beat X Marines? How do I play into? How do I play as? All that good stuff. If you want to grab that, come over to Art of War Down Under over on Patreon. Hope to see you there. Inez, plug your wares once a, once again, my man. 
Yeah, so as I said at the beginning, I am part of StatCheck. That's the main thing that I'll plug here because the WG stuff is not as irrelevant to plug at the end. Uh, StatCheck, we are live every Tuesday at 11 p.m. Uh, UK time. Uh, that will be 6 p.m. Eastern and various other times across the globe. Your currency conversion may vary. Um, we cover all sorts of things related to 4K, the meta, stats, general degeneracy and um craft talk uh and then we also have a bunch of other shows in the network that take all of the different aspects of that whether it's the degeneracy and craft talk and event coverage or the team focus stuff or the um like existing in 4k and doing cool things while being a dad or having other commitments there's two other shows in the network with take all comers and the matrix and next one that will um give you a bunch of different cool options to just follow there there are 12 of us now we are continuing to be growing uh and it's super awesome to have um we're coming up we're coming up for like two years uh, it's like yeah, it was two years. We did our first episode when we did Fight Club. Um, was just after LVO twenty twenty one. So it's two years of or twenty twenty two. Sorry, so it's two years of us doing content and uh, about a year and a half stat check. It's been mental, um, and I really enjoy it. So please do come check it out if you want to hear more of me talking. Hopefully with slightly less of a cough and more of a reasonable voice. <laughs> We've had Adam on. I'm sure we'll have him on again some, at some point in the future. You can often no find him in our chat. Uh, so yeah, check that out at youtubecom check or stat checkcom for all the various um, like things that we do ancillary to that, whether that's um, merch, um, articles, yeah. the ELO, uh, the ELO report that we do, which is attracts all of the GT Plus level games. So you want to find out how you stack up in the world uh, over the past two years outside of just like ITC scoring. Uh, we can tell you how you've been getting on uh, and how you like recycle relevant to some of the best players in the world. Uh, we've also got. Um, there was something else I was going to talk about, but it's fine. You can find all the shows and all the YouTube links, all that stuff there. But yeah, that's us. Uh, please do check it out. Um, thank you, Adam, for having me. It's been a pleasure no to be on our world down under. And uh, check a, out Adam and all the socials. I'm a patron of uh, StatCheck as well, so you should be too. Go over and support those gents. Uh, it's it's 12 of them now. They've got to cut that pie pretty pretty lean, right? So get, <laughs> get into it and please support them as uh, they do their amazing works. Um, thank you again for coming on, my man. We'll go over and record part two, and I'll uh, see you then. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K, hosted by Adam Camilleri, produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under, signing out from tomorrow. Tomorrow.